Hey guys, take a moment to take it all in. Take in where you are, take in the physical sensations. What are you experiencing in this moment? Relax your shoulders away from your ears. You might move your neck, taking your ears side to side. This episode, I've called it Religion, Bullies, and Big Questions because we're going to cover a lot, a lot of stuff in this one. And it's my hope that you find yourself somewhere on this journey. doesn't matter where, just that you're like, yes, I see. I see where I am. I see how far I've come. And hopefully, there's some things there that will help carry you forward as well. So I hope you're ready. Let's go. Welcome to the Energy and Intuition Podcast. I'm your host, Janice Brown, and I'm an intuition and energy coach, a respiratory therapist, a yoga instructor, and a speaker. This podcast is all about making your life easy because when you understand things from an energetic perspective and you know how your intuition works and feels, things just kind of light up and flow along. It becomes really clear and very, very empowering. So this podcast is all about you and elevating that perspective. It's about having that conversation to give us that clarity. We're going to break a lot of things down and have a lot of fun doing it. Here we go. Okay, gang, I thought before we dive into religion and bullies and big questions, I'd share a little bit about myself because I love getting to know you guys. I love when you message. I love when you share parts of your life or say something resonates with you. And you know I love chocolate, so I'm not going to talk about that. But today I was looking around my house and I don't have the biggest kitchen. I love my kitchen, it's beautiful. But I don't have the biggest kitchen and I've always, because of the shape and the size, it's like, oh, I would love an island and I can't seem to find the right shape and size. And I have a dining room table, but it's a petite table. And so I only have two dining room chairs. I know I'm a grown woman, I promise. And so today I was talking with my sister and I was like, oh, like I want to do a kitchen table and here's an island I found, one that actually, like I'm going to buy this one. But I said, what I might do, because I can't find a table I love, and I actually do some woodworking. Not, I'm not super crafty, but I can hold my own. And so I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to get legs for the table. I'm going to make the tabletop. And I'm going to make a matching top for the island. So I'll buy the island, not use the top that comes with it, but I'll make one that matches my kitchen table and we'll have this beautiful continuity. So there you go. A little bit about me. I've got some projects now for the fall, which will be super, super exciting. And yes, if you're wondering, there are woodworking tools, planers, saws, table saws, sanders, uh, lots of good stuff in my garage, (laughs) which despite that, I can still park my car in my garage. So it's it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I love being able to park in my garage. It's so good. Oh, life is amazing. So living a life of luxury over here. 
let's dive in to religion and bullies and big questions. And we're going to start with, I'll start with myself, of course. I was raised Irish Catholic. From the time I was born, I was baptized. I did communion. And then I did confirmation. I was 12 years old when I did confirmation. And even at 12 years old, I remember thinking, what? Like, this is me committing to a church for the rest of my life? Like, I'm 12. I don't know. So much has changed. I don't have a sense of the world. Like, these were thoughts I had when I was 12. And I remember being in the shed with my dad. And I was like, dad, like, why? And my dad was the religious one. Like, my mom converted to Catholicism when she married my dad, I think. Pretty sure. Either way, we all went to church. And he was like, well, you don't have to, but I hope that you do. Which to a 12-year-old is like, just you know, you're going to do it because your parents want to and you want your parents to love you. And so I did all of that. And I still had questions. One of the first questions I had was, where's your soul? Like, I really didn't fundamentally understand that. I'm still, <laughs> I'm like, even now I'm just like, I don't think it's one place. It's just us, our soul. Oh, magical. Anyhow, um, my other question was, like, why is the church so hypocritical? And this is nothing like this is just my personal opinion about religion. And please take it with a grain of salt. There are some absolutely incredible things about religion, right? Just like everything else that exists in the world. I mentioned alcohol in another podcast episode. There are good things and there are not good things. So for religion, there's a really good sense of community and a lot of people find support in that community and we need that as humans we need support we need a sense of community we thrive on it but at the same time I had questions like why are they so hypocritical why do they say love everybody but they are against people who make certain choices with their life and that's not okay to me it wasn't okay and, you know, they say God is the only one who, who gets to make the judgment. And yet there were times where I never met more judgmental people in my life. And I was like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, as a kid, as a teen, I'm like, this is so obvious to me, but you're all just going along with it. So I had a lot of questions about religion. And, you know, when I, I was on exchange in Sweden when I was 16, I was in Sweden for six months, which was an absolutely incredible time. And I didn't get on super well with my host family. If they're listening, if they ever hear this, I apologize. We just, we didn't mesh very well. And I actually use going to church as like an escape because I found community there. And I met some very interesting people there, some Swedes with some very good stories. Um, <laughs> someday, maybe, maybe we'll go into that. But it was wonderful because I had this other sense of community and some, some of the classmates I had went to that church as well. And so it was really wonderful in that regard. So there's good and bad, but I really, like as a general blanket, questioned it. And as a child, I was bullied. Like through and through, I was bullied. I was spit on. I had other girls in my class. If I had like a zipper on my shirt, like zipped up, they would unzip it. And if I wasn't wearing anything underneath... I was exposed. Like, that stuff is not cool. I got pushed around and, you know, not so much physically pushed, although a couple of times, but emotionally, you know, bullied into you can't be here and so on. 
And I don't want to revel in any of this because, like, in some ways, let bygones be bygones, right? But what changed for me was I had this really defined moment of clarity. Two things happened. One, I took the school bus uh, to school. I grew up out in the country. And the cool thing was to sit on the aisle. That was cool because you could talk to everybody. And I wanted to. I wanted to sit on the aisle. I wanted to be cool. Oh my gosh, I wanted to be cool. And my seatmate, who was assigned, because on our bus, that's how our bus driver did it, she said, no, you have to sit on the inside. And I was like, oh, no, I want to sit on the outside. But she just outstubborned me. And I would sit on the inside. And that was the end of it. And my parents for their guiding wisdom for this one beautiful moment in my life, they said, you don't have to. And I was like, what? But you've taught me to do everything that I'm told, even from other people. So um, the one day I said, no, I'm not, I'm not going in. And my seatmate took her bag and threw it to the inside of the bus seat and went in and sat down and pouted. And I just sat on the aisle like I was not even queen of the universe, but at least allowed to take up space, right? I had like zero Beyonce vibes going on. I was just like, I am here and I exist. Cool. And then the other thing that happened was around the same time I was questioning religion, the same time I was being bullied through elementary school, I stopped because I was being bullied by the popular kids, of course. And I was like, wait a second, why? Like, if I step back, I know I know you're the cool kids. I know I'm supposed to think you're amazing and, like, envy you and want to be you. But I stopped and I said, wait, to be honest, you're a really crummy person. You're awful. You're insecure. You're mean. Why do I want you? Why do I even want your approval? Like, I don't want to be you. And I also realized I didn't want to be one of those religious people who just put the blinders on, who walked around unconscious of themselves, dedicated to a religion. And that was that, like no questions asked. And you'll notice throughout this podcast, I'm a huge fan of asking questions. In fact, as a little aside, this morning I was on LinkedIn and somebody had posted like, Elon Musk made this this like awareness strategy thinking famous and the strategy was isolate the problem ask why and then ask why again and then ask why about that and why about that and why about that and I was like that was not like asking why is not made famous by (laughs) Elon Musk asking why was made famous by every toddler who ever walked the earth (laughs) like that's that's just that's not a thing that this trillionaire created. It's it's a genuine thing that we are all born with that got stamped out of us at one point. So I'm a big fan of asking questions. And when you realize, okay, I don't want to be like these popular people and I don't want to be like these religious people. Who do I want to be? And that, that can be a big, scary question. <laughs> Because it's not even like, wanna, who do I want to be? And I have no idea what the options are. And, and wow, like you've gone from a very specific, finite 
expectation or picture that's been very indoctrinated and very ingrained and you've thrown out all the rules and now you're like, whoa, okay, who do I want to be? And not only are you wondering about that isolated piece, like who am I going to be? The almost overwhelming, like, like almost like the second tidal wave is how does this fit into the puzzle? Like, how does this connect with my family? And how does this connect with my friends? And who are they going to think I am now if I make big changes? And like, you're questioning who am I going to be? But also, how is this going to fit with life and everything I know? And if you have been on this journey or you resonate with any part of it, it's a wild experience. Truly, it is a wild experience and it takes a lot of courage. So if you're listening to this, congratulate yourself for the awareness that you have and for the moves that you have made and the moves that you haven't because it's been so overwhelming. That's okay too. That's just a little sampler. It gets better all the time. And so as you start to figure this out, of course, asking more questions is helpful. But as we start to figure it out, it's not a all or nothing has to be done in one big foul swoop. You have to have all the answers, which is also a little overwhelming because in our jobs, in our lives, people come at us and they're like, we want an answer and we want you to be able to support that answer. And we don't always know. And that's okay. If you don't know, you get to hold space for yourself And you get to hold space for the answer. And you get to know that that answer has been trying to find you as much as you are trying to find it. Your job is to chill out and be a magnet. There's a couple of listeners here. I talked about this. I have a collective. If I haven't talked about this before, I do have a collective where every month we have a couple of live calls, one's a masterclass, one's a Q&A. And I happened to pop on a couple of days ago and I started talking about religion and bullies and big questions and so on. Because I think it's important. Because it's coming up for me, it's coming up for a lot of people that I've talked to recently, clients, past clients, friends, family. And so if you're interested in every month having growth and expansion and having some support, you're welcome to check out the collective. I will make sure it's linked in this episode but you get to kind of magnetize I don't mean kind of I mean you get to magnetize to that answer it's going to find you and we're not always going to get it perfect we're going to try some things on for size because experience is the best teacher And then I'm going to, this is going to get really fun. Some of the big questions that I've been asking myself lately are questions that nobody really wants to ever ask themselves, but this is where like that profound depth and growth and expansion happen. So the questions 
that I've been asking myself are, I'll take a specific situation or concept, so say relationships, and say, where do I suck at this? And sucking looks like different things for different people. Some people might suck at a relationship because they overreact, they jump to conclusions, they whatever. Some people might suck at it because you want to run away. And the hardest thing to do is when you take a concept because it involves other people. And that's just such an easy thing to do is be like, but it's them. It's not. It's you. Hello. To actually blur the details and focus on you. What is your experience in that moment? What do you like about it? What do you want it to be instead? For me, one of those things is feeling like I get to be heard in an argument. Because a lot of times I've, you know, on reflection in my life, whether it's family, whether it's mostly family and relationships, I'll say, not so much friends. Not having to concede if there's authority. Not having to concede to like, oh, you're no, you know better, you're older, you have more experience. No, that's devaluing myself. And my response has typically been to shut down and just be like, okay, that's cool. And walk away. It doesn't feel good, guys. It does not feel good. But it's asking those big questions of what do I suck at? Not just where I want to grow, because I know who I want to become. I know. And you have to be honest about two things. You can ask yourself those questions, which is easy. But then you also have to be honest. And we talked about radical honesty with your patterns. Where does your mind go? Are you trying to create a way for the universe to bring it to you? Because that's not your job. That's your ego jumping in. So when you're thinking about, let's say you're thinking about an ex, let's pretend you're all single and you're thinking about somebody and you're like, oh, well, we could like run into each other here. Like, no, you're trying to make it work. There's a very big difference between, you know, trying to make it work versus scripting. When you're trying to make it work, you're trying to ready yourself for like, I want it to happen this way. It could come this way. This could happen. When you're visualizing, there's a flow to it. There's an intentionality behind it. It's not like an automatic, like your mind is grasping, just trying to make the pieces fit. It's like, come on, universe, bring it to me. No. When we're visualizing, when we're scripting, it's intentional and it flows. And it feels natural because you've got the energetic signature down. You've got the energetic impression down. It's coming from worth, abundance, fulfillment, joy, not lack, fear, desperation, grasping. A really good exercise is to reflect if you haven't done this, or even if you have, sit back, take a little bit of time away from everybody, away from all the noise, 
and just reflect over the big struggles or the times you've hit resistance because you'll notice the patterns between them. You can go back to your childhood if you would like. You can do it based on a concept if it's relationships or religion or finances. It's a really good exploratory exercise. And it's almost like being an archaeologist. You are going to dig up stuff. You are going to look under every rock. And it's going to open you up so much. It's such a beautiful thing. But it takes courage. I'm in the middle of this process right now, so I can tell you. I cleaned my entire house today because I know later today, one, I like having a clean house, but two, I know later today is going to be that energy time and I'm going to do it in the evening because I'm pretty sure afterwards I'm just going to want to curl up in bed and that's okay. Because when we do this work, we wake up to an abundant paradise. We wake up to a new world. One that we were always meant to live. One that we are still meant to live. One that we are destined for. So asking those questions of who do you want to be or what difference do you make in the world or what difference do you want to make in the world? I know if you're listening, it's a big difference and I freaking love it. I know all of you want to contribute on some scale. Because you have so much value to contribute. It's so wonderful. Asking questions gives you the foundation for this to flow easily. Or more easily, I'll say. It opens you up so that there is just more flow. If you think it's good now, if you think, wow, I've come so far and this is amazing and you're happy, honestly, bask in it. But if you're still like, Janice, I know there's more. There is. There is. You don't have that thought by accident. You have that thought because there is a reason for it. So combine the big questions with the reflection and see where you can draw and connect the dots. And if it gives you the ability to just launch yourself forward, great. But if it feels like you're towing some extra weight that you don't need to, that's when it's time for the shadow work. That's where it's time to go in and get that golden nugget. And I used to hate this word, but I'm coming around to it. Alchemize it. Take those experiences, have them pivot you, allow them to move you, mine it for the gold that it is. And that will open you up. And then keep pampering yourself, keep loving yourself, keep doing the things you love and enjoy. Take a breath here. 
it's a big, big week. I actually had a client message me this week and she said, it seems so basic. And I said, no, girl, like what she had discovered, she was saying, this is so basic. Like, it's been good. I just, she's like, it doesn't seem like it's a big deal. And I was like, yeah, it's funny because we unearth these things and our ego will say, but that's so basic. That's not a big deal. But for your soul, it is such a deep, profound, complex shift. So don't discount it. Embrace it. You guys know where to find me. If you have questions, I love hearing them or just something you want to share. It's such a beautiful space to do so. There is the collective where every month we show up, we make shifts, we keep that forward momentum, and we hold such a beautiful space for people. So you are welcome to check that out. Like I said, I'll link it below. Otherwise, move your body a little bit because you can feel that energy. So you might twist, you might deepen your breath. And then you get to go and enjoy this week. Thank you for listening and we'll see you in seven days. My name's Janice Brown. Thank you so much for listening. If it resonates, take a moment to subscribe and follow along, leave a review or share this with a friend. If you have questions you would like me to answer on this podcast or you want to go deeper into this work, you can find all that information below. There's my website and a couple of ways to contact me. I would love to hear from you. You guys are absolutely incredible. And I am so grateful to share this experience with you. Have an amazing week.